morning, Fellowship Fayetteville. My name is Ryan Burton. I'm a worship leader here at the church. Hey, I'm excited about this morning. I know all of us are really looking forward to the Advent season. And for Christmas time, my family and I were at um, the lighting of the Ozarks on the square this past week. And man, it's going to be a good Christmas. So we're excited for that. But before we get to that, there's another relatively big holiday that we're going to celebrate next week. And so uh, our hope is that this morning um, we really settle into this idea of thankfulness and we get to express that um, through different stories this morning. So I'm excited for that. You, you are going to have a chance to share um, what's on your heart publicly if you, if you wish to do so or have some microphones set up and so I have some time set apart for you to share what God's doing, um, some thankfulness you might have for friends in this room or outside of this room. I wanted to start us out sharing a little bit of my story. And I, share, I shared some of this um, maybe a couple of months ago. And this year for my family and I has been a trying one, to, to say the least. Um, we started out uh, about, uh, so we, we had a, a second daughter that was born uh, in May. And about a month and a half before she was born, we found out my wife, who tw- was 28 at the time, um, she was diagnosed with a congenital heart disorder. She had a hole in her heart that she's had since birth that we were completely unaware of. And so because of that, um, they wanted to do a C-section for delivery. And so we found that news, both of those things out in the same day. So that was a pretty, pretty shocking day for us. That was uh, the news of two major surgeries in one year. So we fast forward to May when our youngest, her name is June, when she was born. Uh, June was born, everything went fine. The doctors at Park Hill are amazing. And so my wife did well with recovery. About a week or so later, June was having a hard time growing. And so we ended up in the NICU for a few days with her. By the grace of God, she's doing well and, and made a quick recovery. And then we're on to another surgery. And so a little over a month ago, we went down to Children's in Little Rock. And my wife, Chelsea, who a lot of you know, she, she works in, the, <coughs> in Fayette Kids or in the early childhood ministry right down the hallway there. Um, she had open heart surgery and scary uh, to say the least. Surgery went well. Again, the doctors there, phenomenal. We're still, we're still walking through that a little bit. And so I'm thankful that God sustained our family um, and we just see grace after grace throughout that time, throughout this whole year, even though it's been as trying as it has been. So, so, so thankful for the Lord. But I'm also so thankful for you guys in this room. So after Chelsea gave birth to June, we had so many families bring us food, um, take care of us. Josh and Madison Chatham set up a meal train for us. And um, we had so many of you bring us food. And then again, right after the heart surgery, so many families constantly checking in on us, reaching out, making sure we had everything that we needed um, and bringing us food. We, I think we had our last meal brought to us through that meal train this, this past week. Uh, 22 different meals from families at fellowship. Um, And my family and I have been in this church for less than two years. And so I'm just so overwhelmed with thankfulness for you guys for taking care of my family in this year that it's been for us. We feel so loved and so supported. Um, So I'm thankful for you guys. Thank you for helping my family through a pretty tough year. Um, But I hope that And all the thankfulness that I have for you guys and for friends and family, I hope that that never even comes close to the thankfulness that I have in Christ. That's my prayer for you all as well. And so this morning, before we begin to share stories in our own personal lives, I want to take it kind of slow um, and and we'll share, um, we'll give thanks back to the Lord. And so as I'm reminded of Romans 12, 13, share with the Lord's people who are in need, practice hospitality. Man, this church did that for us. 
And so maybe you've got people in your lives that have done this for you. And so we can, we can give space this morning to give thanks for that. But right now, I want us just to give thanks to the Lord that he loves us, that he sent his son to die for us. And we're gonna sing a simple song that reminds us of these truths, that reminds us of our thankfulness. And the verses are just, they're, they're single lines. And so the first verse is just, thank you for loving me. So let's take a second, let's just thank the Lord for loving us, for sending his son to die for us. Let's not forget that we have a God of the universe. He created the heavens and the earth. Everything that we see, that we taste, that we smell, that we can touch. We have an almighty God that created that. And that same almighty God hears our prayers. What an amazing thing. And so let's just thank God right now that he hears us. That when we pray to him, he hears us. So take a second, thank God that he hears our prayers, that he's listening. lot of sickness this year. Uh, as I just shared in my family, there's been a lot of things physically that we needed to be healed of, and we see God at work in those things. And so I want to take a second to just thank God for, for healing us. Uh, maybe it's not you personally, but it's a friend that you know, that you prayed for. I just want to thank God for healing us. Maybe it's, a, it's an addiction that you were freed from, that you know a story of. And so let's, let's take a second. Let's thank God for that healing. Thank you for healing. for light of our sin and the separation that it made between us and the holy God, he loved us so much that he sent his son Jesus to live a perfect life, to die on a cross for us, to be put in a tomb, and to conquer sin and death and raise from the grave three days later so that we may be seen righteous in the eyes of God through Christ. Our souls are saved through the works of Christ and through that alone. 
And so let's give thanks for that this morning. Just pray, say thank you, God, for saving me. for saving me thank you for saving me thank you for saving me thank you for saving me see the abundance of his love and that so let's sing that again thank you for loving me 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 thank you for Most of us know that chorus pretty well, but we don't know a lot of these other refrains that we sing. And so as we put this second refrain up on the screen now, and it's, it's just a beautiful prayer. So let's take a second. Let's read these words. Let's make this our prayer this morning. Let's do that now. Praise Him above. 
Stand and sing this together this morning. Your life, your love. You give life. You are love. You bring light to the darkness. You give hope. You restore every heart that is
We declare that this morning. We pray that your name be be praised and be honored in all that we do and say. We're so thankful for the love that we see through your son, and we rest in that this morning. It's in your grace that we're able to to stand and to lift praises to your name. It's in that same grace that we pray. It's in your son's name. Amen. You guys can have a seat. Hey, let's say thank you to Ryan. What a great job. Solo. I'm telling you what. Good. Good job. Hey, my name's Mickey, and I serve on the staff team here at Fellowship. It is great to see all of you this morning. And uh, we have a special morning planned. We're going to do uh, a share service in just a little bit and give you the opportunity. We have two mics, one over here. And one over there, in just a few minutes, I'll give you the opportunity to come up and, and share. Now, you have to come up here rather than us pass mics now because of the live stream. Uh, we, uh, we have to have you come up so you can uh, be on camera, but don't let that bother you, okay? Uh, just, yeah, you can't, Martin, you have a lot to be thankful for, and so I'm going to ask you to be first today, okay? Right over here, this mic right over here, Kent Martin. He was shaking his head, and I caught him. So don't shake your head at me. I'll catch you. Uh, but but uh, we look forward to that. A little feedback there. Never mind that. Look forward to that. Welcome to you. It's great to have you with us uh, at Fellowship. And uh, I just want you to enjoy this time together. And this is a great place, as Ryan shared just a little bit ago, with incredibly loving people and a great God to serve. And so welcome to you. You can... You see the QR code on the screen, I'm new, take that, let your phone absorb that, and it'll take you right where you need to go. Just a couple of announcements for you this morning. You know, we have been partnering with South Church for a long time. John Barry Baker uh, conducts that ministry over there and does, just does a fantastic job working with the homeless in our community. Uh, John Barry is one of the first every year to get his gift request in. And uh, we always look forward to getting his letter. We know it's almost Christmas because John Barry has sent us the gift request for South Church. And uh, we are doing a, a sleeping bag, uh, tents, uh, gently used warm clothing, and that can all be dropped off in here on November the 28th in our foyer or any time in between. You can bring that by. Now, I'm looking out across there. I know some of you, you've got a sleeping bag and you don't plan on ever using it again. You don't plan on sleeping in a tent ever again, but you've got one uh, that someone could be using. And so I encourage you, if you've got some of those things that they could use, or if you just want to go out and buy something new. If you have other questions about that, Hank and Diane Matthews, Hank and Diane here this morning, now they're always sitting over in this section. Uh, Hank and Diane, you can talk to them more about it. As a matter of fact, if you just want to show up at their house for breakfast, uh, they'll be ready to serve you. So 637, since they're not here. Um, uh, but I'm sure I'll catch them with that in the next service. Uh, the next thing I want to tell you about is uh, the, the gift, I think. Isn't that on our list next? Uh, the gift, it's an opportunity to give back to God. And this morning, as you leave the service, you're going to be given uh, this little brochure here, and it has all the information about Christmas Eve services, about the gift, and uh, has information about our new fellowship app and our Advent uh, Devos that we, our staff has just completed. So a lot of information in this little thing for you. But I want to remind you of the gift. It's, as I already said, we help out South Church every year from the gift. Um, last year, we were able to help build two water wells in Africa, uh, literally. Uh, campus ministries, we, we help them with needs all over the world. We're able to help. Uh, through the gift. Last year you gave, even during the season of COVID, you gave over $560,000 to the gift. And it's really incredible. The elders take those monies that are given and look at the requests made, and then we disperse those accordingly as we pray over them. And so I encourage you to continue to give toward the gift. The reason we started this is because we give gifts to one another at Christmas time. And we thought, what if we just give a gift back to God? that can be used to help the world. 
And we've also used it for things at Fellowship. Right now, we're focused on Fellowship Bentonville and getting that paid off. And so if the funds, if there are enough funds there, we will uh, apply probably some of that to Fellowship Bentonville. So remember the gift this year to be a part. Everybody doing something makes a great difference. And, and I want to update you on Fellowship Bentonville. We're going to open on February the 27th. Uh, this year. It's almost finished. And here's the incredible thing. We are laying carpet right now at Fellowship Bentonville. And just this past week, we had to start borrowing money. I mean, that's how far along in this process we were able to get before we had to start borrowing money. And so we want to have this paid off by this time next year. We want to have Fellowship Bentonville paid off. That's what we did here in Fayetteville. You remember we had a December date uh, for paying off Fellowship Payable in 2016, and we were able to pay it off in August, and that was such a great feeling. That was made possible because the folks in Rogers and Bentonville and Springdale were helping pay for this building, and we want to do the same. We want to help them get it paid off in this next year, and we will also pay off TGI, the great investment. Some of you who've been around a long time. Uh, when we had to build five buildings on the Rogers campus because of the growth, uh, that will all be paid off this next year too. And so we are really, really excited about this coming year and the opportunities. And it's all made possible because of your generosity, and we thank you so much for that. So remember at the end of the service, you will get a copy of this with all the Christmas information you need, and uh, we appreciate you taking part of that. Okay, now we want in this... This week of Thanksgiving, when we share together a Thanksgiving meal and share what God's done in our lives, we want to give you the opportunity to do it publicly this morning. So who will be first? Who will come to the mic and share what God's been doing in your life? Maybe you want to share about someone in this room who has blessed you or someone in the church who has blessed you in some way. Anyone want to come and share? Thank you so much. Come to that mic right there. I can't see you all for the lights. I can just tell. I saw a hand. So, and if you want to be next over test, here, come to this test. mic, okay? So my name's Craig. Um, uh, raised and born in Fayetteville. I'm a grateful believer. I'm truly grateful and thankful for God's will. Um, grateful for his mercy, grace, and understanding. His son, Jesus Christ. Totally grateful for the fellowship, gospel, and prayer. Um, although I struggle with it, I sometimes resist, but I'm fully grateful for service and serving others and trying to receive that and provide that as best as I can. I'm grateful for my family and my loving wife, and I'm grateful that God had relieved my sin of, of addiction. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Okay, both mics are open. Who's next? Ken Martin. What a surprise. Well, you called me out, so I guess I have to come up. Is that no. Michael? Oh, there he is. Yeah. Anybody that knows me knows I don't like being in front of people. And then the only reason I was shaking my head is he said live stream, camera, and I, I was shaking my head like this. <laughs> but uh, I do have so much to be thankful for. Um, where do I start? I have a brother that's been through uh, lymphoma cancer the last four years and brain tumor last year and then COVID this year. He was diagnosed with that, and so he struggled, but God has been so good. And um, we're thankful for where he, where he is currently with his health. I have other friends in our community group and other friends in this church that are struggling with their, their health. What I'm thankful for is they struggle. I see them leaning into Jesus, the author and perfecter of their faith. Mm. And I used to pray, give them stronger faith and thankful for their faith. But I, I turned that to where I'm thankful for seeing my friends, my brother, and others lean into Jesus, the author and perfecter of the faith. So I've kind of changed my thought about how I look at that. So I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful so much for this staff. Um, we've been, Terry and I have been here for 20 years. And as I see our staff bring us into a corporate worship element. We're used to, you would kind of come to be entertained, but I'm just so thankful for our staff that leads us to worship, corporate worship. We can turn our focus to him. I'm thankful for that, so much for that. 
And I just love this, this church, this body, our family. Thankful for my family. And uh, just wanted to share that with, with this group. I love, I love the body here. Okay. Thank you, Kent. Yeah. Terry, there is no reason for him to be afraid of a mic or a camera and all that stuff. You do a great job. And, and uh, Kent also shared uh, a time with us when he was one of our elders, and now he's a shepherding elder. Hey, you're there. All right, go right ahead. Hey, my name is Gary. Uh, probably don't know me. I have some friends that we sit over here every Sunday. I'm very thankful for this church and what it's meant to me over the last uh, about four years now that I've been coming. And I'm grateful for the group of uh, people that I meet with in my small group. Uh, it's meant a lot to me. Um, I'm a school teacher and um, been one for going on 34 years now. And one thing I'm very, very thankful for that I learned during COVID is that God put me here to do that and to be with young people. And um, to be honest with you, during all that time when I didn't get to see my students, um, it about did me in. And God reached down and touched my heart. And we got through it. And I had students back in the band room. And we got to go out and do the things. And we've been relatively healthy. And uh, I'm so thankful that God protects our students and all those people that work uh, with everybody, you know, that we're just trying to lift each other up. And um, I just, I'm just thankful that God loves us and that even when we forget him, he doesn't forget us. So. Is it there? Okay, just leave it on. Yeah, thank you. All right, go ahead. I'm Katie Cook, and I'm a physician here at Washington Regional, and I work in palliative medicine, which often incorporates end-of-life care. And um, last two years have been hard for those of us in my work group. Um, but, uh, and I saw Margo sitting over here last year. Um, I had never done women's ministry stuff, and I was like, okay, they're doing the Bethmore book I really liked, so... I guess I'm doing it, and I still don't know if there was scheming on some administrative level. Nobody would tell me it was or if it was a God thing. Uh, I think I'm gonna have to attribute it to the Lord. Um, my whole group uh, were in helping professions, and two nurses that I didn't know that I worked with were in my group, and a lot of healthcare workers, and the blessing that was, I think I cried every week, um, and uh, just praying for each other. And my small group now um, has another physician uh, in it. And um, just the level of support that we have felt from those ministries, those of us in healthcare, um, there is not a day that goes by in my work that it doesn't impact on a spiritual plane, if you can imagine. And um, the stress and the... Um, panic and anxiety, it's all there and it's right at the surface and the tears are there every day that I share some piece like, I just started anxiety medicine or whatever. Uh, so another healthcare worker says to me, me too. Um, literally, it's true. Or I just lost my mom or we just took my sister-in-law off life support. Things that people are holding inside while we're just trying to take care of others. And it's right there and um, Thank you so much for your prayers. Uh, your community hospital appreciates you. And um, we're still there. Hey, Katie. Katie, could you stay right there? Thank you so much for sharing. But if you've worked in healthcare, or if you're working in healthcare, or have worked, especially over these last two years, would you please stand and let us express our gratitude to you? Thank you so much. Yes, and thank you, Katie. We, we so appreciate you because we understand it has been hard. Yeah, go right ahead. Thank you. Hi, oh, my name's Christine Cosgrove, and um, this is my CNI dog, Elroy. And my husband, Chris, and I moved out here about uh, in June of this year, and 
we have, well, I, since I was six years old, I was type 1 diabetic, and I've had a lot of health challenges through that, and I just want to praise God. I have a kidney transplant that I've had for 17 years that my dad, my father donated to me, and I have a pancreas transplant that I've had for 12 years, and both of those are beyond the normal average lifespan for transplants. So I'm um, still continuing to deal with some health stuff this year, and it's been hard. <laughs> I've cried a lot, but um, the Lord's been faithful, and I just am so thankful to be here and overall healthy and very thankful for that. Thank you so much. You know, you see the wonderful people sitting around you in a service, and you have no idea what's going on in their lives. Just makes us so grateful. Thank you so much for sharing. Yes. Hi, my name is Missy, and I'm new to the church. I've only been here since August, and that's what I'm thankful for is the church. Y'all have been just a blessing to me. Um, Y'all have taken me in and just under your wing and just really cared for me. I was really surprised because it was such a big church and I'm from Eureka Springs and all we have is smaller churches and y'all have just really helped me so much and I just really dove in. I'm already in a Tuesday class and Wednesday community group and doing CR when I can and then just being here. And all these women have just helped me, Susie and Julia. I mean, they've even picked me up from the ER, tucked me in at night. I just, y'all are just so awesome and I'm so thankful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Let's go right ahead. Yeah, let Michael fix that thing for you. Good job, Michael. Well, I was up here with a friend, so I thought I'd go ahead and share what I'm grateful for. A couple years ago, my husband and I decided to come here and join this church. And um, I've been in several Bible studies with uh, wonderful women. I've been in CR. And God has delivered me this year of a terrible sickness and illness that I've had my whole life. Because of a lot of pain and suffering, I didn't like it. I didn't want it my whole life. Whenever pain and suffering would come into my life, I'd want to end my life. But God has been teaching me that the plans of man in our hearts are many, but his purpose will prevail. And that pain and suffering is something that I can endure through, and it's okay, and it's actually a gift from him. And I've learned a lot about why. Something I can now reconcile my Father God in heaven with pain and suffering. And I no longer feel like I need to take my life. And with that, I want to thank the church. I want to thank CR. I want to thank my, my lovely friends and, um, and all of you for prayers, I'm sure. Thank you. Thank you. All right, we have an elderly gentleman to my left. Hi, my name is Ben. Um, I'm with the FSM group. Um, so the past year and a half, my mom's had a brain tumor. And my dad, I think a few years ago, he had uh, an infection that infected his heart and his brain. Um, and I'm so thankful because every step of the way, the FSM group has been with me. And they're both doing a lot better. And I'm so thankful. Thank you so much. What an inspiration. Thank you. That, that is incredible. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. You're very articulate. Thank you for sharing. Fellowship is indeed a large church that feels small. It feels small when you're going through difficult situations like uh, Ryan was sharing with just a little bit ago, like some of you have shared. Most definitely, 
and feel small as people love on you. I remember being in a similar situation with Ryan, with my wife, uh, before one of our children were born, and, and I just had to tell people, stop bringing us food. It's just too much. We're, just, we're, we're good. We're good. We don't have any room in our freezer. And one gentleman said to me, you're not going to be able to stop us from loving on you. And that's what I've felt here at Fellowship for years. When I was a boy, my mother got a job at the school. She had worked in a grocery store before that, and that was pretty handy because there were lots of snacks down there. She got a job at the school. That's the old elementary school and the playground. You can see, the, see those monkey bars off there on the right where we would climb? You know, they had concrete at the bottom. There, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that's how it was back in the 60s. You would climb to the top and bang your head all the way down and break your arm on the concrete at the bottom. Tell some of you had that experience. But that's the old school, and I thought that was a good thing because I wasn't going to have to ride the school bus anymore and all that. But I didn't reckon the fact that whereas information about me used to have to travel from the school and down the street and across the river and out in the country where we lived, now all she had to do was go to the teacher's lounge. And she found out everything I had done wrong, and then I had to pay for it later that day. Well, she was a teacher's aide, and she worked out on this old playground watching the kids, and she had two little boys that were from California that had moved to Desark. I'm sure that was culture shock for them. Two little boys moved there, and their names were Ricky and Elmo. And one day, Ricky and Elmo were, were playing out on the playground, and Elmo bent down to pick something up, and she saw something on his back. And she said, Elmo, come here. And she lifted up Elmo's back, uh, uh, shirt, and on his back were open wounds, welts across his back. He had been beaten severely. There were scars there. So it had happened more than once. She asked him what had happened, and she said, his grandfather, whom he lived with now, had beaten him with an electrical cord because he couldn't read a third grader. Well, if you know my mother, she went into action. She went into action and she took him to the principal and the principal called the police and they got the children, Ricky and Elmo, out of that home and they were in foster care for a while and they went back to their parents in California. Well, she didn't see or hear from Ricky and Elmo and hope they were okay. But one day, years and years later, she heard a knock on her front door. And she opened it, and there was a fine-looking young man standing there. And it was Elmo. Elmo was now a man. And while he was in the area... He came back to express his gratitude to my mother and what she had done for him. In this Thanksgiving season, I want you to remember this statement about gratitude. The gift of gratitude is as meaningful to the one expressing it as it is to the one to whom gratitude is expressed. We think it's all about that person we are thanking, that they're going to get all the benefit from it. But no, the one expressing the gratitude might get more benefit than the one to whom it's being expressed. Just a year and a half ago or so, I had a young man that I'd ministered to and discipled and mentored over 30 years ago. And he called me just to say thanks. Thanks for what I'd poured into his life. It meant a lot to me, but I think it meant something to him just to share that. And so I'll ask you the question that I asked my community group the other night. Who is it this week that you need to call and thank? Or maybe go to them 
show up at their front door and just say thank you. Thank you for what you've meant to my life. Thank you for sharing Christ with me. Thank you for being there when I needed help. There was a group that was mistreated. They were ostracized. They were declared unclean. They couldn't be around other people. We read about them in Leviticus chapter 13. Their disease was no respecter of persons, Jew, Gentile, male, female. And we're going to see this in the passage we study. But in Leviticus 13, 45, as we're speaking of lepers, which in Jesus' day, in the Old Testament, it covered a wide variety of skin diseases. The law said this, anyone with such a defiling disease must wear torn clothes. Let their hair be unkempt. Cover the lower part of their face and cry out, unclean, unclean. Everywhere they would go so that people would keep their distance from them. As long as they have the disease, they remain unclean. They must live alone. They must live outside the camp. Now that's a significant statement because when it says they had to live outside the camp, they lived away from the tabernacle. They lived away from the temple. And if you couldn't enter the tabernacle or the temple, then you were separated from God. They couldn't worship. In their tradition, it was a terrible thing. Luke chapter 17, Jesus encounters a group of lepers. Unclean, unclean. In verse 11, it says this. Now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As you're coming down from Galilee, you'll cross through Samaria on your way to Judea, Jerusalem. As he was going into a village, ten men who had leprosy met him, and they stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. And when he saw them, no doubt the compassion going out to them, when he saw them, he said, Go, show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, while they were walking, what does it say? They were cleansed. They were healed of their disease. Now, why did they have to go to the priests? Well, let's go back to Leviticus. Leviticus 14. It's a long list of things that lepers were not allowed to do. The Lord said to Moses, These are the regulations for any diseased person at the time of their ceremonial cleansing. When they are brought to the priest, the priest is to go outside the camp because they couldn't come inside, and examine them. If they have been healed of their defiling skin disease, the priest shall order that two live clean birds and some cedar wood, scarlet yarn, and hyssop be brought for the person to be cleansed. Several other things it said, but let's move to the end, to verse 31. In this way, the priest will make atonement before the Lord on behalf of the one to be cleansed. These are the regulations for anyone who has a defiling skin disease and who cannot afford regular offerings for their cleansing. This tells us that they were also very poor. And so that's why they had to go to the priest to be declared cleansed. In verse 15 of chapter 17 of Luke, one of them, when he saw he was healed, Picture the scene. All ten of them going to the priest. They see that the, the white spots on their skin are disappearing. And, and, and one of them stopped in his tracks. He came back 
Praising God in a loud voice. He recognized who has given him healing. Praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at the feet of Jesus. Literally, that word means he was frustrated. Face down in the dirt. Thank you. The gratitude pouring out of him. He thanked him. And then this word, this phrase. And he was a Samaritan. He was a Samaritan. Those that the Jews rejected. They were the half-breeds. They wouldn't even eat at the same table with a Samaritan. And he was a Samaritan. Does that tell us that the other nine were Jews? It certainly could mean that. Because it could be an illustration with deeper significance. The Jewish rejection as a nation of Jesus. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. And Jesus asked this simple question. Were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Where are the other nine? Did they not see what you saw? Did they not see that the the, the disease was cured on their way? Why are you the only one to come back? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? No doubt the crowd and the apostles were looking on. And then he said to him, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. Literally, in the original language, it says your faith has saved you. You see, the others were cleansed of their physical disease, but there was a spiritual healing that happened in the life of this man. His faith had saved him. And what was the demonstration of his faith? Gratitude. The demonstration of his faith was gratitude. You see, the gift of gratitude is as meaningful to the one expressing it as it is to the one to whom gratitude is expressed. I had that opportunity this year. I uh, went into vocational ministry, the first full-time job. I'd had a couple of part-time jobs in churches, part-time and name only. Full-time responsibility. But I, I took my first job in a church 40 years ago this fall. And I wasn't very good. Things weren't going well. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't have any training. I was making it up as I went. I was putting in a lot of hours, but that didn't mean you were very effective. My marriage was falling apart. Denise and I had been married for less than a year. She was sick. And I didn't know what to do. I had an old rifle that I used to deer hunt with. I would hunt on a motorcycle with it. When I was 13, I saved up my money and bought it so I could deer hunt. And on that motorcycle, I had just beat it all to death. And it was all scarred up. And We lived in a parsonage that the pastor didn't want to live in had green shag carpet in it. It was beautiful. Avocado appliances. That may have been why she was about to leave me. (laughs) And I would go downstairs at night, and I started working on that old gun. I would sand it down, stain it, sand it down again, stain it again, just 
trying to get all the scratches out. And Hot Springs had a new Christian radio station. And I would go down and I would listen to that. And a guy named Chuck Swindoll came on at 8 o'clock. And so I would try to make sure that I would listen to that every night. It might have been 9 o'clock. But For the first time in my life, I heard someone who was vulnerable about their life. You know, most of the preaching that I was accustomed to at that time was a lot of hollering, a lot of hell, fire, and brimstone. But this guy talked to me. He talked to me from the scriptures. And, and he led me to the Lord. He taught me about servanthood, about leadership, just listening to the radio. And it began to change me from the inside. And things started to get better. And I really look back on that and, and, and reading some of those early books, Improving Your Serve, some of those things as a turnaround that probably saved me from leaving the ministry. And over the years, I always wanted to write him a letter and, and tell him that story. And, you know, I just thought, this is just going to go to the radio ministry and he's never going to see it. And then, then I got to be friends with Mark Bailey and Mark had a lot of interactions with him there at Dallas Seminary. And, and I, I would tell Mark, I said, I, I want to write a letter for you to give to Chuck Swindoll. He said, okay, just give it to me. I'll, I'll take care of it. And I thought, no, nah, letter's just so impersonal. And so this last fall, I was down at, at DTS for a, a dedication of a new building that they have. And I was at a luncheon, and just at the table next to me was the Swindoll family. Chuck and Cynthia were there. And I sat there, and I looked at him, and he got up and was walking my way. And so I stood up, took his hand, and I told him the short version of the story. I said, I don't want to take much of your time, but I want to tell you something. And as I finished, I said, I just want you to know what God did through you changed my life. And his eyes filled with tears. And he just said, thank you. As he gripped my hand, he said, thank you for telling me that story. And I walked away from that moment realizing that that expression of gratitude may have meant something to him. I don't know. But I do know what it meant to me. To have the opportunity to say thank you is a gift that God has given all of us. And so I look to my left and I say, thank you, Gary Harrell. You changed my life. I'll never forget that first morning we sat down at Jerry's and you broke out master plan of evangelism. We went through it together. And all the years we were able to serve together. As I look over there, yeah, as I look over there, that white hair of yours, I remember when it was dark. But thank you, brother. Thanks to you and Ann for all you've done in my life. And so I ask you, who is it you need to thank this week? You may come up with a list. But let's don't be ungrateful. Let's be like that one leper who when he was cleansed, when he realized what had happened, he looked down and said, I got to go back. I got to go back and say thank you. And so this week I've got to track down a guy named Paul who chased me when I was in high school. If he pulled in at the grocery store beside me, I would back out because I knew he was going to talk to me about Jesus. I got to track down Paul this week and just say thank you. The ultimate expression of gratitude is communion. And you should have your communion elements there beside you.
And so in these moments, we want to express our gratitude to God by remembering what His Son, Jesus, did on the cross for all of us. If you happen not to have elements, we have those at the door so you can pick those up and I'll wait for you just a moment. Everybody should have elements. In taking communion together, we join together with saints across the ages. We link arms with them because this memorial has been carried out since the first century. And so would you take a moment to pray and just to thank God for all he's done in your life. Take a moment and then we'll partake together. that our Lord was betrayed surrounded by those whom he cherished that he loved took the bread and said this is my body given for you take and eat remember like manner he took the cup said this is my blood which we poured out for you take drink one 
Would you stand and sing that chorus with us? And I want to say thank you over and over say thank you Lord I just want to thank you for all you've done I want to say thank you over and over say thank you Lord I just want to thank you be so good oh Lord how good you have been to us we thank you, Lord, for the reminder from your word this morning, for the blessing of gratitude, both for the giver and the receiver. Let us be a thankful people. Let a mark of Fellowship Bible Church be that we are people who are grateful. Grateful to you and to those around us. Oh, Lord, go with us this week. I pray for a safe trip for our families. For those in this room, in this service, will be traveling. Oh, Lord, help us to make the most of each opportunity that you've placed before us. It's in Jesus' name we pray. If you'd like to go to the prayer room and talk with somebody, Doug and Heather Walker will be there to meet with you. But happy Thanksgiving, everyone. God bless you.